Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, July 31st, 2021. Today we want to talk about pride versus humility, and I think if I uh, made it a choice between the two, which would you rather have, pride or humility, I'm pretty sure you would all choose, I want humility. I don't want to be proud. But we also, if we're honest, know that pride can be a a sneaky thing and something we all need to be on guard against. So as we think about the obvious goal of humility and the obvious danger of pride, we're going to see some examples of these as we read from God's word today. And we want to look at a little bit of what is behind these things. So let's start actually by looking at pride as we look at 2 Chronicles 26 through 28. And here we are going to read about King Uzziah. And Uzziah is going to reign for 52 years, it says. So a long reign, and it seems to start uh, pretty well. Uh, It says that he was 16 years old when he began to reign. And in verse 4, it says, And he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, according to all that his father Amaziah had done. He set himself to seek God in the days of Zechariah, who instructed him in the fear of God. And as long as he sought the Lord, God made him prosper. And so we see him seeking the Lord, and then we see military victories that were won. This was a good time for the kingdom of Judah, a time of strength, a time of uh, spiritual uh, seeking the Lord. Good things were happening. But then we get to verse 16, where it says, But when he was strong, he grew proud to his destruction. For he was unfaithful to the Lord his God and entered the temple of the Lord to burn incense on the altar of incense. But Azariah the priest went in after him with 80 priests of the Lord who were men of valor. So we see that then this, this showdown between the priests and King Uzziah, where King Uzziah ends up breaking out in leprosy. And we see the courage of the priest to stand up to the king and say, no, this is not right. But going back to verse 16, we see uh, this talk of pride. But when he was strong, he grew proud to his destruction. So what was one of the sources of his pride? It was his own strength. His strength was part of what led him to pride. Now, does that mean that strength is a bad thing? Not necessarily. Uh, No, strength is not in and of itself a vice, but we need to be careful and see how it can lead to pride. And it should change some of the ways where we want to just always value strength over weakness. This might be one of the ways that help us value weakness because weakness keeps us from pride. And I'm not wanting to lionize weakness or make weakness a virtue in and of itself, uh, but I'm trying to point to something we've already read in our scripture reading this year as we read through 2 Corinthians chapter 12, where Paul talks about this thorn in the flesh that was leading to some kind of weakness for him. But he talks about, hey, that weakness taught me to rely on Christ more, that he, he told me, My grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. 
So, um, it may, may this help you evaluate even your own strengths and weaknesses. When you see strengths in your life, uh, thank God for them, but be careful that you don't uh, hold on to that strength and start to think that you are the source of that strength. When you do see strength in your life, thank God, the God who gives strength, instead of thinking that strength is somehow the product of yourself, lest you follow this same pattern of when your heart grows proud, you um, will end up in some kind of destruction that your pride will get you into. So thank God for strength. Uh, and, And strength can very much be a great thing. We should all be thankful for certain ways that we are strong or certain ways that others are strong, but let's give thanks to God for those things. And as we think about our weakness, and again, this should never be an excuse for sin or anything like that, but we think about maybe circumstances in our life that we wish were different, or to some extent, things about us that we wish were different. We, we, We can thank God for those things, knowing that when I am weak, then I am strong in Christ. So uh, may we think about strength and weakness carefully and not go down the road of King Uzziah as it leads to his destruction and and leprosy. And then we think about, you know, where pride comes from. And so to be clear, pride can come from a wrong view of our strength. I don't think it's accurate to say pride just comes from strength in and of itself, but pride comes from a wrong view of strength. Um, But what it leads to, what we see Uzziah doing is he starts to think that he is the exception to the rule. Uh, That, uh, yeah, I know kings aren't supposed to come in, but I can do this. And the priests have to shut him down, right? And so that's what pride can lead to in our lives, thinking that we're above the rules, thinking that we're we're different than other people, we're special, um, and we want to avoid that kind of thinking as a manifestation of pride. Now let's go on to the main example of humility in today's reading, and honestly, it's one of the main examples of humility in the entire Bible, as we read Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. And here we are commanded to be humble. And it says in verse three, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. And so there we see clearly we're commanded to be humble. And what does that look like though? And that's where I think we need some care. A lot of us just think that humility is just about thinking bad of ourselves. Humility is, oh yeah, I'm such a sinner. Oh yeah, I'm so weak. I'm so lame. I'm so humble, right? That's not really the biblical picture of humility. In fact, that's one of the reasons why uh, the ancient Greeks thought of humility actually as a vice because uh, they thought, well, if you're humble, that means you're either not great or you are great and you're being dishonest about it. Uh, they thought of humility as a vice, but clearly in scripture, we see it as a virtue. But humility is not just talking down about yourself. As um, has been often said, humility is not necessarily thinking less of yourself. It's more thinking of yourself less. And that's really the picture we see in this passage. This command towards humility doesn't just come, hey, think less of yourself. It's really telling us, think more of others. Think more about others. View yourself as a servant. 
So if we want to foster humility, it's not going to come from just a, oh, whoa, is me attitude. It's going to come from, hey, I'm not thinking about myself because my focus is on other people, how I can serve them. And you see how that's opposed to pride, because if you start thinking of yourself as the exception, you're going to start thinking of yourself as the one to be served, where humility wants you to think, how can I serve others at not looking to my own interests, but also to the interests of others. And then in one of the most majestic passages in all of the Bible, uh, where we do see some rich theological truth, it's good for us to remember that this passage that sometimes gets dissected just for uh, theological reasons is actually an example of this command to be humble. And it's saying that the ultimate example was Jesus Christ. And certainly Jesus Christ did not come to earth with a, oh, whoa, is me attitude. I'm so lame. No, he was the perfect, spotless son of God. Uh, so there wasn't anything for Jesus to say, hey, guys, I'm not I'm really not that awesome. He, he was he is awesome. He is the son of God. And, and that's where in humility, we need to admit we are not that way. Um, but what we see is the focus of Jesus was that he laid aside his privileges, he laid aside his glory to serve. It says, have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." So Jesus served and sacrificed for others. So if you want to learn humility, it's not just, well, I'm so lame, I'm so bad. It's no, just stop thinking about yourself and focus on serving others. And even as we think about how do we pursue humility, well, it's going to come through serving others and putting their interests above our own. It's also going to come from having a right view of who God is, that we do think more of God than we do of ourselves. And that really helps us end this passage starting in verse nine. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God, the father. So may we worship God from our hearts today. And I think we see one other human example uh, during the life of Christ as he shows this kind of humility as we read about the feeding of the 5,000. And so this was after a time where Jesus had sent out the 12 disciples and they come and it says he took them and withdrew apart to a town called Bethsaida. It seems like they're trying to go on a retreat uh, after this intense season of ministry. They're, They're trying to get some rest. It says, In verse 11, though, when the crowds learned it, they followed him and he welcomed them and spoke to them of the kingdom of God and cured those who were in need of healing. And even when the disciples come and say, send the crowd away, he says, no, let's serve them. So that's one thing you can see. It's also an incredible example of the provision of Christ and his power to provide in this this miracle. But also I think we see uh, a sense of, just his care for others and his selfless, sacrificial love and humility that he had. And that is what we want to pursue. 
Finally, we wrap up Psalm 89 today, and we see at the end of this kind of a switch. It's reflected a lot on the faithfulness of God, even focusing a lot on God's covenant with David and God's faithfulness in keeping that. But then today, right as we get started, it it turns. It says, but now you have cast off and rejected. You are full of wrath against your anointed. Or later, it says in verse 46, How long, O Lord, will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is, for what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and never see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? And so there... We remind ourselves that there will be times in this fallen world as sinful people where we cry out, how long, O Lord? If that's never been something you feel on your heart, you're probably not really paying attention enough to what's going on even in your own life, your own community, your own church, and what's going on in our society to not say, how long, O Lord? But when we pray those prayers, I think this is a good example of how to do it. We start by reflecting on the truth that God is faithful. His steadfast love is amazing. And so even though I'm like asking, where is it? I'm reminding myself, I know it is there. I know it has always been, but it's in light of that that I'm now coming and bringing my own grief to God as I cry out, how long, O Lord? And we can go to God knowing through Jesus Christ what he has shown, that he is a God who loves, he is a God who serves. He is the ultimate example, really, even in all of his majesty of humility. And may we see God break down more and more our pride and build more and more humility. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.